The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. Nine minutes after eight. Good morning. If you've just joined us, welcome to the Forum at Eight. If you've been with us since 6 a.m., thanks so much for staying. Now, this morning, we tackling a very, very interesting and, and I suppose a very important issue. Uh, we're talking about Ubizo traditional healers and the calling um, that they have. And increasingly, what we are seeing is young professionals heeding the ancestors' call to become Sangomas. Now, in the entertainment industry alone, uh, we've seen of late the likes of Boiti Tulo, uh, Latoya Mahene, Lerato Velase, Baby Kwele, and others who have proudly gone public about their spiritual journey. So on the Forum at 8 this morning, we want to understand what it means to heed the call and how it affects these professionals' lives once they have embarked on that journey. And joining us uh, here in studio is uh, Tabiso Siswana, who's a corporate administrator at Bidvest Bank, and uh, she is a traditional healer. Thanks so much for making the time to come through this morning. Oh, and thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> and on the line, we have Lerato Velase, who is an actress. She's a television presenter and a traditional healer. Thanks so much for your time as well, Lerato. Hi, thank you so much for having me. My line is so bad, but I'm trying to move around so I can get a good... Um, yeah, you're right. It is bad. So I'm going to put you back to the team. Let's see if we can sort that out. But in the meantime, Tabiso, you know, this is such a mind-boggling situation. And I'll tell you where this stems from. So there's this article that talks about Boiti Tulo, who is now a traditional healer. Mm-hmm. And you listen to the talk around that and people say, but... I wouldn't go to Boiti. Like, I can't take Boiti seriously as a traditional healer. And because people have in their minds a picture of what a traditional healer looks like, mm-hmm. you know, how they should behave, uh, that they should perhaps be an older person, yes. somewhat disheveled, uh, maybe, you know, with a limited uh, formal education, etc., etc. And then comes someone like you, someone like Boiti, someone in the office, you know, mm-hmm. who, who just doesn't fit that bill and people, you know, just become totally confused about it. So tell us about your journey. And, 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 you know, let's start with where it started for you. How did this calling come? <laughs> um, it's a, it's, it's, I'm going to try and make the story very short. <laughs> but what happened was um, I, I grew up in that environment. So I'd say at the age of three in 1992, my mom um, had to answer her calling. So she was in initiation. So from the age of three, I started seeing. So dreaming and everything that I used to see and dream about at the age of three is things that I still remember till this day. Like what? Um, for example, in being when you're in initiation, we, we get led by the dreams. So usually it's not from the top of my head or your, your, your initiator or whoever is teaching you or whatever. They, they do not take everything from the top of their heads, but they get guided by your dreams. So in that case, it happened that I'm, I was born when my mom had the calling, but she hasn't taken it. But those going down to those years when I was three, when she was in there, it means I would dream on her behalf. 
So meaning my visions would be anything to do with her during her initiation. So all of those things. So if I'd say a dream, I wouldn't even know what it means, but she already knows what it means. So it was one of those dreams, like clots, um, goats, um, things around that I would started seeing from the age of three years. And then how did it progress, uh, you know, to the point where you knew that, like your mom, you had the calling? Um, it's a funny one because I never thought that I'd have to actually be a traditional healer like my mother because she always had this thing that she always said that I don't think you have to go through it because you already stayed with me at that point and she felt that whatever was done to her was done to me but now it seems that the ancestors would need a generation to start from now on to lead it going forward because when my mom if it so god forbid if my mom passes away somebody has to take through the ropes and carry on with it so they actually chose me that I will carry on moving forward and carry on our family name. So is there anything that happens? You spoke about the dreams, but is there anything else physically that you feel? You know, uh, 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 is there some sort of uh, situation you get into, you know, Mm -hmm. that tells you that, you know, there's something here that you need to pay attention to? Um, It does happen. You know that sixth sense that everyone has, that thing that you don't listen to and it says go left and you go right? All of us have it. But it just seems when you're a Sangoma, it's 10 times more because it's actually you know what it is. They're talking to you. So in my instances, most of my situations are in dreams. So I actually find myself in the place and that's how I can interpret what is happening. So I feel it, I see it, and I know what it is. So if I have to talk about it, it's something that... I feel that I was there at that certain point. So that's how they communicate with me. They communicate me in my dreams. So we don't have a conversation, but it would be a voiceover that would say, okay, this is what's happening. So she's ill like this and this and this and this is what you have to do to help that person. So that's how they'd communicate with me. But in terms of a consultation, then it's different because I'm seeing seeing you face to face and we can actually talk about what I hear them telling me. So it's, it comes, they speak through me. So you'd speak, but I don't have to be in a trance. And another way is when you are in a trance where we actually do the dance and all of those things with the drums going on. So yeah, that's another one. Lerato, how did it happen with you? Um, um, Sakina, with me, it, it, it also happened when I was still quite young. I think I was at around the age of six. Um, and the only person who, who would mention it to my mother was my aunt. Um, she would constantly tell my mom that this child has a calling. And no one in the family, because I grew up in the church. My mom is a church person. We are we, we're Christians. So it, it never crossed my mom's mind. My mom was like, no, if, if there's anything that is special about this child, it's all going to happen within the church, like being a pastor or a prophet within the church. Um, so with me, it's, I, would, I, I, was, I would always hear drums in my head. I was a kid that my mom would find uh, me doing a trance in, in, in the yard at home. I would be standing in front of the mirror and having conversations with, 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 with at that time, I thought I'm having conversations with myself. I would have certain dreams that would happen. So you dream of someone, you, your neighbor uh, passing away, and you wake up in the morning and they say your neighbor's passed away. And as a child, it, it doesn't, it, you don't understand what, what all of that means because it's, it's just a dream. I just dreamt um, that uh, someone I know forbid is, is in an accident. And sometimes you don't even say anything because you've seen that your dreams happen. So as a child, because you don't understand, you don't know that you can get up and pray about it. You know, which is what a lot of people who go to church are taught. 
you know, if, if you have a, a, a dream, a funny dream about someone or a scary dream about someone, to wake up and you pray about it to break, to break what you would call a curse. But I, I wouldn't do those things because I didn't know. So I would find that people that I would dream about, the things I dream about would happen. Secondly, um, there's always... Um, always something different about me, you know, even at school, uh, it was in my community, but, but I always thought it was because I was, I was an artist. I always knew that I'm, I'm going to be in the arts. I didn't know what exactly I would follow, but I knew I'm going to be performing and entertaining people. So my mom thought that's what it was. This child just likes attention and likes to perform, but I always felt different. I, 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 I always, there's a, there's a, you know, when, when you're in church and, and people say there's a pre- presence of God and you feel it in your body where your body shakes and, 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 and you don't understand what it is, but in the church you know that it is the presence of God. Nestle's, it's the same thing. There's a sense of, of, of something within your body that shakes, that moves you. And when you're not within that space, like me, I, I didn't grow up in a space of Izangoma, so I didn't understand what it meant. I would walk into a room and, and, and you sense, there's a, there's a sense that you get when you're in that room and you go, this, this space is not right, which is what Tavis was talking about, that it's like a sixth sense. So if I walk into a room and, and Sakina is, is someone who, who um, Tagati, for example, you walk in that room and you sense that this woman is, is not in a good space or she's not a good person, but you don't even know her. And it's all the things that you, you go through and you experience and, and, they are so painful, Sakina, because you are, some people think you're crazy, uh, some people think you want attention, and, you know, it's only the people who are spiritually intact with themselves that get to understand you as a human being. And the older I got, and the more I, I started understanding what was happening to me, I started dreaming about people um, within the industry. And um, without mentioning names, there was one lady that I always saw on TV um, I just knew her from TV, but one day I just dreamt of her. And I went to the offices of their production. I, I thought, in, my ex said to me, no, you can't go around telling people your dreams, you know, because you're going to come across like you're weird and you're crazy. But I went I went past their office one day and, and I was like, I have to tell her. Something said, you have to tell her this dream. And I left my number for her with the production manager. I obviously didn't think she'll call me because we don't know each other personally. But 40 minutes later, this lady called me. And, and you know, sometimes being a celebrity, you think, oh gosh, everybody has a dream about me. So mm, <laughs> what are you saying? Mm. And, and then she says, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to tell you something. And, and, and if I'm wrong, then I'm sorry. You know? And, and I said to her, there's something you're working on outside of the production you're working on. And she's like, mm-hmm. And right at that moment, I said, God, I'm going to test you. Because if I'm not crazy... This, this must be what, what you want me to do. And I said to her, you're working on this specific job. She just screamed. She's like, Lerato, how do you know? I said to her, don't ask me how I know, but I want you to know it's going to work out. And on that very day, she just came from doing what I was telling her she's doing. And since that day, she's doing that job. And, you know, we chat on WhatsApp. And I'm like, I'm, I know the dream is not finished because in that dream, I was with her. So I said to her, the dream is not finished. So there's a couple of people that, and I, I don't know if it's Islam, it's because it's people that I, I see within my, my, my space, um, or even some of it just because we're in the same industry. Those are the dreams that I would have about the people that I work with that I don't even know. Some I've never even met. 
I just know from TV, but I would call in and just pass on the message. And sometimes people listen, some don't. And sometimes it happens, and then that person tries to get a hold of me to say, Gerardo, you were right, it's happened. So this is before I even I even accepted my calling. But what also happens is, a lot of times, especially with, with females, they say, which means you've got a male a male dominating um, ancestor. And mm. that's one of that's one of my ancestors that I have. And I find myself struggling within relationships. Mm. You know, I know that I'm a good woman. I know I'm a good person. I know I'm a nice person. But for some weird reason I I struggle to stay within a relationship. And that that is also something that I never understood until I accepted my calling. Another thing, one last thing, is Everything that you try and do just never comes right. You know when you when you study and you try and apply for a job and it's not coming and you do you you know I've I've been blessed that I've always been working within the industry but things just never just never happened the way I wanted them to and it never made sense because you know you know your talent everybody loves your talent but things are just not going the way that you want them to. And a lot of times we say, you are not within the space you should be spiritually. You're not with the man or you're not within a relationship you should be. So it sort of blocks everything. Some people you find mm. that they're very educated, but they, they end up so poor and they never understand why. And I was in that position where I never understood why I, my things never come together. And you break away from some relationships and everything falls into place. It sort of just blesses you and everything just comes. It, it, it literally starts making sense in your life. And, and um, you are a lot happier. You know, there's, there's things that are missing. It, even people who go to church who we call Christians. They, there's, a, there's something that's missing and they never understand what it is. And you find it's just that spiritual growth and, and just being in touch with who you truly are. And we make choices, Katina. Some people choose, I'm going to use my gift within the church. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a choice that feels right to you. And some people say, I'm going to use my gift within Ubungoma. But now, the, the, the problem there is, some people within the church think that we don't pray, we don't love God, mm. we don't want God. But God is God, and God is all of us. So this idlozi, mm-hmm. what yes. is it? Because, you know, it's, it's also something that people struggle with, uh, struggle to mm-hmm. understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's it's pretty simple. As as I mentioned earlier, what happens is amadlozi are our guardian angels, basically. In my in my interpretation of my of who I am, I call them my guardian angel because whatever they bring into my life or whatever blessings that come into my life is what God had allowed. So we don't pray to them, we pray to God, but instead we acknowledge them. So as 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 um, Rato just mentioned, what happens is people tend to ignore or not acknowledge them, and hence why bad things would happen. You need to acknowledge the the people who are here, who laid this future for us now, the things that we have now, and the people who gave birth to our mothers, to our fathers. We need to acknowledge those people because God brings them forward. Who better to speak for me in the face of God than someone who's my family, who's my brother, who's my sister, who's my mother. That's how I interpret it to me. They are my guardian angels, and they are one step closer to God than I am. But I pray to God and pray for him to actually 
bless my guardian angels that he brought into my life. Mm. Because yes. the other question that arises from that is, of course, um, whether uh, traditional healing and you being a Sangoma can coexist with you being um, a Christian or mm-hmm. uh, being mm-hmm. part of any other uh, religious sect. So we're going to come back to that after this short break. At the age of 30, I have the right to dream. Not so long ago, I was working as a cleaner. I was given a chance to fulfill my potential. I now work in communications as an administrator. Our country is full of opportunities for young people. I will not drink or use drugs while driving and put brakes on my dreams. My name is Vusi. I am young and responsible. Brought to you by the Road Traffic Management Corporation. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. Turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. This morning, uh, we are talking about uh, heeding the ancestors' call, Ubizo, and becoming Sangomas. And people are pretty skeptical, as I see, coming through already. You know, some saying, is this just not a new phenomenon? I mean, what is this with people all over the show now suddenly, um, you know, turning and heeding the call? But uh, before we get to answer all of those questions, I just wanted us to touch on the issue of religion and um, this practice and whether the two can actually coexist, Lerato? Um, for me, it coexists. Um, there's, there's, everybody has a, a, a you know, sp- issues of spirituality. Let me start there, Sakina. Will ne- never be understood. There's some people that you would ask right now, show me God. No one can show you God. Show me, show me angels. No one can show you angels. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a spiritual connection to have with your higher power, which it's either somebody understands it or, or accepts it or respects it, or somebody goes, I don't believe in that and I don't believe it exists. And there's no, there's no need for myself or Tabiso or any other Sangoma out there to and convince that it will be corner. I can tell you what I know about it and you can make a choice. Just like I can tell you that there's a God and you can make a choice. So for me, I grew up in the church. I've, I was brought up in Umwesi. So for me, the idea of opening the Bible and, and, and reading my Bible and the idea of praying has, is, is something I grew up in. And the older I got, I got to question certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to understand what it means for me to go to church every Sunday, for me to, to be told that at least I don't come from a church that you know, um, um, now what we have is, is because when, 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 when people, we all have spiritual choices. In the beginning, you had the old school churches, which is your Methodist, your, 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 and now you've got your new churches, which we call Abazalwane. And everywhere you go, there's a church brewing uh, with Umfundisi, who can heal people, who can... And that's a choice that people make. Mm-hmm. And that's a spiritual connection that people have with their God. And they choose to go there. And I've made a choice that I'm going to stay to in within my church, and I'm going to pray to God that I know. And I've, I've also come to understand that it is not my place to pray for anybody who they must pray to, who, how they must pray, connect with their God. But it is my place to say, this is who I am spiritually. And I ask is that you respect it. You don't have to accept it. Just respect it. Mm-hmm. And allow me to have the, my rightful place 
in my rightful spiritual connection with my God to say that I pray to God and I don't need you to tell me that God is not for me mm. because God is for all of us. Otherwise, you are saying that then the same God that I've been praying to all my life is not been my God throughout because this is who I've always been. It's not something I picked up, you know, over five months ago or two months ago or you know, it's something that I've always been. And mm-hmm. with Sangomas, people saying Sangomas are brewing everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's it's your right of thinking. And it, 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 it it's your right to, to think, to question. It's a good place to question. I always say, everything that you're part of, or everything that is around you, you have to question it. You have to understand, why is now everybody becoming a Sangoma? Mm-hmm. Why is everybody becoming a pastor? Why is their churches brewing everywhere? It's a good thing to question. Because that means whatever decision you make, for yourself spiritually, you will make a choice, whether it's a good one or a bad one, depending on who's looking at you or who you're engaging with. It is a choice that you can go to sleep and be satisfied with it. And that's who, me, as Narat and Velasquez, that's all I care about. And that is why I choose that it doesn't matter what you do with your spirituality. What I care about is that you don't harm people. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't think that you're better than everybody. Mm. You don't walk around thinking that everybody else is the devil, but you you are of God because all of us are of God. God is for every child that has been made since the beginning of time. This morning, just looking at some of your comments here, Boy Tumelo says, this topic gives me shivers. I know it touches nerves, but I don't know you could go this far. Every family has a Sangoma amongst them. So, and many others also coming through. But hey, why should I say it? Let the listeners tell you. Let them ask the questions. 0891-104-208. This morning, we are talking about people who actually heed the call. Ubizo, um, where they actually become traditional healers. And um, we are traversing many, many, many uh, uh, issues here and touching on many sensitive things and many comments coming through. Here's one on Facebook from um, Mzimkulu Malunga who says, is it just me or is this a new phenomenon? Every fourth person I meet these days is either a pastor or a sangoma. I was socialized uh, in the saying that this stuff is a calling, not a faint-hearted, hence uh, many, uh, not for the faint-hearted, hence many resisted this calling generally is this a sign of the times or are there off the shelves spirituality supermarkets that are operating out there now let me give that one to you Tabi. <laughs> um what i can say is ubusangoma ubunyanga and all of those were were so respected that it's 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 not something that we we people came out with during those days. So what I'm saying is right now we have such things as radio, newspapers and everything. So that's why it's out there so much. But it has been happening for years and years and years. And there has been a lot of people who are Isangoma from way, way back. That's what I'm saying is every single family would have Isangoma. But being a Sangoma is something that's passed from a generation to a generation. Because at the end of the day, if a family is blessed with this kind of blessing to heal others, it needs to carry on, carry on to the next generation, to the next generation. So it happens that the ones that are now set an example for going forward. And that's why we are trained in a certain way because we're following those examples, those rules to respect, those rules to be humble, those rules to listen to your ancestors, those rules to pray. Those are all those things that have been put in place and for generations going forward. So what I'm saying is right now it's out there so much because we have media, we've got newspapers, and people have generally started focusing on it. Hence, there's going to be a lot of stories about it. But before, it would be hush-hush. 
it was a stereotype. It's like known that it's going to be an old man. It's going to be an old woman. They'll have mud on their heads. They'll have all of these things. And now it's becoming fascinating because people like me are also traditional healers, but I don't have to walk around with mud on my head. I don't have to be sitting at home. I didn't, I had to go to school. I didn't have to be in a place where I'm not, I'm not educated. But now that's why it's more and more coming into place because people are, try, are being fascinated because they've never seen an image like that of a traditional healer and that anyone who looks like Boiti or looks like Ularat or looks like me can actually have a calling. Well, uh, just uh, before I go to the lines there, um, Lerato, maybe you can help us with the difference between a Sangoma and a Nyanga. Um, in, in Sangoma, we've got Inyanga. Um, we've got people who, who what they, they live for is healing. So someone can go out there and take a, a branch of a tree mm. and give it to you to eat because you've got pains in your stomach and you feel better. And you've got Isangoma, Umuntu, who, who deals most, most of the time, they deal with dreams. And there's, there's a lot of similarities between the two. But Umuntu Oisangoma is, is someone like myself, for example. I, I, don't, I don't spend the whole day in Dunganyami and I've got queues of people coming in. They understand. And Inyanga is, is someone who 24 hours, all they live for is, is, is medicine, traditional medicine. That's what they deal with, 24 hours. Unlike well, me, I don't, I don't go, I don't walk around the whole day trying to find trees and, and leaves that can, can heal my people. Okay, uh, let's get to the callers. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero eight. Starting in Durban this morning, uh, Professor Delani. Good morning. Hi, hi. <clears throat> uh, I just want to say it's interesting sometimes that we're discussing African indigenous ways. Of course, we are communicating English, which is good. That at least it opens oh. it up to the whole world. Let me say healing. Medicine is a calling. The old way doctors and nurses, nightingales, were people called. Because healing is part, you can do what you can do as a human being, but you can't heal. It's God that heals. Secondly, there's a sense of us Africans, we've lost touch with our sense of our own ways of knowing. We always think we must conform, conform to ways of science to define who we are. Africans have their own ways of understanding themselves, that you're not just a, a body of muscles and cells and blood, and therefore you, after that you die and you are no longer. We have a sense that we are part of a continuum of living with the dead, ourselves, and we are part of the cosmos. And even yourself, you're in components. Who is your true essence? And I think that, that's what we've lost and it's not being taught anywhere in our institutions of, of, of learning. And, and I think it's one of the things for me, we've got to find and restore those ways of understanding ourselves as Africans. I just wanted to make those few comments. Much appreciated there, uh, Professor uh, Kaleni out in Durban. Thank you so much. Let's go to Butterworth now. Umtetelele, good morning. Good morning, Sagina. Welcome. Hello. Yes, yes. I just want to check 
Um, is there a difference between Ubizo and what is called a feeling of deja vu? You see, that feeling that when you see something new, it looks like you have seen it before. Um, something that has happened before, and you see, you're seeing it for the first time. Is there any connection between the two? Okay, thanks so much, Mtetelele. Want to speak to that quickly? Um, hi, Mtetelele. Um, to explain it is, um, not everyone has Ubizo. So what I'm saying is, it when you someone that you, you see things, or you have a sixteenth, or or Uyapupa, but it doesn't mean that you have to uptwasa. It would mean that you someone who's also gifted in that certain way where you can see things, but it doesn't actually mean that you have a calling. In terms of a calling, it's a different way where um, they will tell you in your dreams. You know, you will know where you need to go. You will know when it's time. You will know that this is time for you to do this and that and all of that. So, yes, sometimes people do have those certain things, but not everyone has to be a Sangoma if you actually can see something or dream something that's really going to happen. All right. Let's go to Cape Town. Good morning, John. Good morning, Sakina. How are you? Good, thanks. And you? Good, good. Thank you. Um, I would like just to comment on the issue. I'm a brother in Christ. I'm not a pastor, but I'm a gospel preacher. Um, I had one of my sisters say that um, the whole whole her life she has been praying to God. If someone tells her that God never listened, that's a lie. I appreciate there is a difference, as they say. There is uh, traditional healers, the people that can heal people with the, the medicine and so on. That's good. But when it comes to, um, I'll say, the Sangoma one about interpreting dreams and telling the things that... Now, that's where I want to correct a little bit our sister. Jesus said, not everyone who said, Lord, Lord, will inherit the kingdom of heaven. And he said, at the end, he would say, many will say, that, Lord, I preached on your name. I healed people on, on your name. I did a lot of things on your name. But he would say, I do not know you. Because we live in this world for a short period of time. Eventually, we will die. Solomon say, when a person dies, the body goes back to the, to the dust, but the spirit goes back to the one who created it. Mm. Okay, we've lost John there, uh, but we got you, uh, John. We'll get a response uh, in just a minute. Um, Mandilake in East London, good morning. Hi, ah, SKM. Um, it's a pity that I, I have to go. Um, I was listening to your topic. Very interesting. Um, just two things, SK. Um, I'm not going to ask questions to the ladies because they are talking about something that is very close to that. Um, I think as South Africans, we, we should honor these two ladies who are willing to come on air and uh, share with us what is happening in their lives, which is happening to South Africans um, and most of the families. Uh, I think what is important here and what I'm learning here is like South Africans, we need to come out and and be uh, respectful of each other. Uh, it doesn't matter you believe in God, you believe in who, you believe in whoever. Uh, if this is your calling, this is what you see, this is what is happening in your life, you should just follow that. And then the people that are around you questioning you, uh, what we should do, we should honor or respect what the people they are called to do. And, th- and then the second thing... <clears throat> 
one thing that I've heard from Berardo is, is that is happening in my family. Like my, my my sister started this thing at the age of twelve, and like in her dreams, because as the elders we didn't care and we didn't take note of her. One thing that she she told us was if we don't assist her in terms of this calling uh, financially, so that she can follow it through, uh, it's going to happen to all of us and it's going to affect us badly. And like we're seeing that happening. Uh, so I, I would like to say big up to the two ladies and to all the South Africans that are going through this. Let's not live in the old. Let's um, let's not be uh, shy about it. Um, let's let, let's practice what uh, like what is in us and 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 share with the other people out there. Thank you so much, uh, Mandilake. And perhaps just to add to that, you know, one of my truisms, speaking about respecting one another and being tolerant of those that are not like you, is that you can't respect something that you don't know or understand. What mm. are you respecting? And, and, and I think that's why it is important that we talk about these things so that we educate one another mm. about what it is so that you know when and where the sensitivities are. Let's go to uh, Pumela in Cape Town. Good morning. Hi, hi Sakina. It's Pumelela in Cape Town. Welcome, Pumelela. Thank you. I'm very glad that you're actually talking about this topic today. Because I know of a friend who has a, has a calling, but the problem is that she's young and scared to hit that calling. And um, it's very important that the young people hit their Africanism more than the westernized um, side of things. Because um, uh, this has been here way before the westernized nature came. And it's, it's, it's what I'd like to, the two ladies to talk about is to, 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 talk, to, to talk to how they dealt with the healing where, whilst they, they were still doing their professional work because that seems to be a problem with most of, of, of the young people. They want to still maintain the professionalism whilst they hit the calling. Okay, good question. Thanks so much. Um, let's go to Rex in Germiston. Good morning, Rex. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning to your listeners and your guests as well. Um, mm-hmm. Sakina, uh, the issue of um, these um, traditional healers and sangomas and inyangas, I think um, most times we treat them with levity because the reason why I say this is that the Bible came to us by people who thought that we were better than us in all ramifications, who never had respect for us and never had respect for our cultures. Mm-hmm. And um, the way, the way uh, God was talked about in the Bible, or what the Bible says, it talks about all about Israeli ancestors, and never mention anything about our own ancestors. And if we are to take the Bible the way it is reading, which means God ignored everything about us, or we are not part of God, as the Bible said it, in both imaginary and practicable thought, how is it possible that the spirit of those who never knew us and who never had anything about, about us and never had anything to do about us, will be able to represent us very well in the sight of God. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an instance. Um, I once went to my father's grave and knelt down, you know, to pay him respect. My mother is one of these um, Christians that, you know, light candles on their heads. She came screaming that I'm waking up the evil spirit and the dead. Mm-hmm. Then I referred to her that your mother, who was my grandmother, is among the dead. That means she's also an evil spirit, and she's gone and died. She said, no, her mother was an angel. 
So that tells you how the Bible is biased, ignored our customs, our cultures, and asks us and wants us to do things the way they wanted us, you know, to behave as they wanted us to do. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rex and Germiston. Wusuwekaya in East London. Good morning. Good morning. I want to ask you how guys you are. I know you are well. I, I want to continue where Professor Galeni left his argument to say while I, I, I respect and understand the, the, the source of uh, uh, what the, the, the two guests are talking about, I want to pin on what Lerado was, 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 was narrating earlier about the, the TV personality and, and the dreams that she would have and, and, and locate that as, as to, to one of the gifts of the spirit that Paul teaches about in the Bible. But my point is, could it be that the, 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 the transition from the Old Testament of things to the New Testament has sort of made us to lose the source of, of, of the gifts that we have? Because that discernment, the spirit to discern things, to know things before they happen. It comes from God to the Holy Spirit. And that is for us to, to help society as she has done. One way of doing that is to pray so that if things are, if bad things are going to happen, you pray that they do not happen. If good things are going to happen, you receive them in prayer so that they come to manifest for the glory of God. But the, the, the focus, the, the, the bias focus on ancestors for me, I think this is where we, we shift us from the source, from the creator, because if, all, if we agree that we're all created by God, we should then accept that these are some of the gifts. And I'm, I'm not saying this because I want, I'm, I'm doing PR for God. I'm saying it because this is what the scripture teaches us, that we are who we are, and these are the, spirit, the gifts of the spirit that God has given us. I just wanted to make that contribution. Thank you so much, Mbuziwekai. Well, tons of calls and messages <laughs> coming through. But let's just take Felix, and then I'll get uh, the ladies to respond. Felix in Alspreet, good morning. Hello, Felix. Okay, I, I can hear Felix very faintly somewhere. Uh, so we're going to park that one. In the meantime, uh, let's try and answer some of those questions and respond to some of the comments. Lerato, you can start. First thing, Oh, man, what a topic. Um, I would like to, to, to say something before I start responding. If everything of, of ours as a human be as human beings, as earthlings, stems from love, then trust me, we would have a better South Africa, a better Africa, and a better world. Because people would understand that you being different, different color, different race, different political party, different religion, I still need to love you from a human perspective. But, and, and if you read Corinthians, Corinthians talks about love and what love is. But unfortunately, as human beings, everything we read from the Bible, it has to suit what I believe in. Everything that I do spiritually has to suit what I believe in. Hence, when you said, um, uh, but, you know, people don't understand what it is. You'll never understand what it is if you don't want to understand what it is. Because it's not something you want to affiliate yourself with or associated with or even understand to some degree. But if everything you do or say stems from love, 
you will be able to understand that this person has a different belief from me and I will respect it. I will not be part of it because I don't want it and I don't understand it, but I will respect it. And the the wars that we have, which stem from religion, would not happen. Because right now what is happening in our world, people want what they believe in to be to be what is right, to be what it is, because it, it is right to them. But it shouldn't be like that. The reason I don't want to be affiliated with a religion, but I want to be affiliated with spirituality and God. I want to I want to make that very clear, Sakina. I believe in God. I know what God has done in my life. I, I, I can tell you the stuff God has done in my life, in my family's life, because we pray to God. I don't pray to my ancestors. I celebrate my ancestors, and I acknowledge who they are in my life. That's the difference, which it's an argument. You know, that we can talk about this for, for the whole year, and we will never come to an agreement. But as long as there's love and respect, trust me, I will understand what your beliefs are, and I will respect them, and that's all it is. Mm. Number two, um, there's a gentleman who 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 called and said, um, "Gosh, there's so many things that are happening right now in my mind." <laughs> when when people die, right? In the church, they say when someone dies, oh, when we go to church and we and we try to have a relationship with God, we want our spirits to be saved, right? Mm. We want the spirit to be with my God and live eternally but my body will go back to the ground. Where is that eternity? Where is that, where is that spirit going? Two, the same people say that you are dead. When you are dead, you are dead. We don't even need to mention your name. Now, that's two different schools of thoughts or two different thoughts that are coming to, to here. You are saying to me, I must go to church and read the Bible and have a relationship with God so that my spirit goes to God and lives eternally. But at the same time, you're saying that if I die, I'm dead. So what, what, are, what, are, what are people, what are they saying to me? Number three, when you die, I believe, as Leratum Velasi, your spirit will go back to your creator, which is your God. So when we pray, in everything we do, as Izangom in Yanga, we pray to God first, that whatever I will say to Sarina, about what I'm sensing from her or what I'm dreaming about about her is honest and it's true and it's right. And then after that, Ningena and I will say, what I have been dreaming about has been coming back to me more than once, more than twice. What are you saying to me? Make it clear if it's not clear. And if it's clear, I will engage them in I will go to Sakina and I will tell her what I see or what I sense of her. And I pray that she receives it, right? Mm-hmm. And Sakina will either receive it or Sakina won't receive it, depending on, on what her beliefs are, right? And I, 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 it upsets me, or it hurts me rather, that we, we have these conversations, which, I mean, we've been having these conversations for many, many years, Sakina. Even in politics, it's the same situation. It's like chiefs and pirates. You know, they do exactly the same thing, but they believe they are different. And mm-hmm. us as, as viewers or as fans, we have to choose. Are we either going with pirates or are we going with chiefs? But mm. these people are doing exactly the same thing. Issues of spirituality are the same. People could be trained to a leaf. And trust me, what they believe and what they sense is honest and true to them. Okay. 
And that's all we need to understand. Let me read some messages. Uh, This one says, Sakina, the two cannot coexist. God is against it, according to the Bible. Jack in Alberton says, I just want the following questions answered, please. Can a healer be a witch at the same time? Can a healer heal a witch? Uh, Is a healer a fortune teller? Can a healer be a pastor? And what would be the title? David Mtunzi says, why does this uh, Ubizo only happen to people uh, of uh, South African origin and not with anybody else in the world outside South Africa? Another one says, Sakina, you can only pray to God through Jesus Christ. He's the only mediator between me and God. Please, your guests are misleading people. MJ says, celebrities are rich people and they become traditional healers after promoted in the high ranks of cults. It means uh, it's a means to obtain power and control in the workplace. It is a spiritual castration. Aubrey Mashikli says, um, I was taught to pray for the ancestors and to ask the ancestors to also pray for me. Mantlagazi Sikau says a stigmatization and misrepresentation of traditional healers and our traditions is what's led us uh, uh, to our own being uh, the harshest critics of what it is that we deal with. Mm. Hashtag uh, Kamagu. So, you know, uh, Tabiso, very briefly, we're out of time. Okay, I'll try to be very brief. It's, it's very hurting and it, 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 it's, it's disappointing to hear Umuntu Mnyama say that Ilozi does not is does not exist or anything. At the end of the day, as I said, interpret it the way you want to. Do not force me to 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 decide to see the Bible the way you see it. Let me understand it the way I do. So it goes back to some of us would not go to church, but we'd know the the word of the Lord. So at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is our ancestors, as much as they say that the body is in the ground, but the spirit goes back to its creator. And that's why I'm saying my ancestor is the one who's right, right there next to God. And that's the one who can speak for me in the face of God. And I do not pray to ancestors. Please, people must stop thinking Izangoma are people that praise um, ancestors. We acknowledge them. Acknowledge the spirits. Acknowledge the surroundings that you have. Acknowledge that little hunch that you have because there's someone who's always looking in your shoulder and looking on your way and protecting you wherever you go. So let's not force each other to believe in one thing. If you don't understand what I am, um, you're not forced to understand it really. Yeah. This is one of those where we could have gone on forever and yes. ever. Uh, <laughs> I can only give you 30 seconds, uh, Lerato, really. Sakina, let me tell you something. The set, one, you can go to Angola, you can go anywhere else in mm. Africa. Trust me, you'll find these Angoma. Yes. That's but one. Two. Mabuta two. Everywhere. Two. Two, Sakina. Mm. The reason a black nation, you know, you look at Indians, you look at white people, you look at all the other people outside of, of, of black people. A lot of times they are, they, they are a lot more successful than we are mm. because everything they do they do from their understanding of who they are, who they truly are. Us as Africans have taken on something that, that is not a representation of who we are, that is not truly who we are, and we try and live within Africa in something that is not who we are. We are the only nation that lives outside of who we truly are. But you go to every other culture, they acknowledge who they are. You look at Indians. One of the reasons they are so successful is because everything they do stems from them understanding themselves first, understanding their beliefs, understanding their culture, and then they go through to learning everything about the world. Okay. Us, we take on everything from the world and we want to make it who we are. That is why the nation of black people is in the, in, in the predicament that we're in.